Podcast, what's going on? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. Hope you're having a great day. So the podcasts and the YouTube videos and the Instagram are kind of like interweaving on this topic. And I'm realizing maybe I don't say it enough, but the caption to the Instagram photo today was just about wherever you are right now is not where you're going. And when you think you're at your best, you're definitely not, unless you've been training for 15 years. But the story that I want to relate to this is my own and the one that I've been sharing. And I just think back to when I was three years into racing and we're going to look at some of these results. I went on to road results and looked myself up and it's so amazing to go back and look at some just beatdowns that I got. And I remember thinking of like, man, maybe I'm just not good enough to race at this level. And we all go through this time when we're three years into training, we think that we've know a lot because we've made such a massive leap from when we first stepped on a bike or when we first started taking training seriously. But I promise you, this is a long journey. And somebody had emailed me after that article from the pros closet came out and they said, Hey, this is really interesting. It talks about how you used to drink and party and whatever, and you gained a lot of weight before you got into cycling. A lot of other people in the sport seem to set themselves up to be these athletes that have always won big races. They eat only the best foods in the optimal amounts, in the ideal nutrient balance, the right number of times a day, every day. That was definitely not me. That's that's definitely not where I'm coming from, unfortunately. These people always seem superhumanly strong and it's impossible to relate to them. However, when I'm looking at you, it seems like someone that just goes through this transformation, realizing what you could be and it's worked out. You're just a normal person and I can like look through the story and say, man, I can really see it. I can relate to that. That motivates me. That's awesome. I, I appreciate those words and I'm not here to pat myself on the back, but no doubt that feels good to read. But that is that is the that is the story. That's what I'm trying. That's why we started this thing. We Patrick and I are just like you. We are. I mean, I was as this guy is saying, 35 pounds overweight, eating chicken wings and drinking beer, and just like not an endurance athlete. And then I got on a bike and I started training. And if you watched the last YouTube video, my training was garbage, like a lot of people's. I got a coach. We started to optimize things. But this is where it's interesting. If you even look at my road results, you know, I would start to win some races. And then I was like, okay, get my Cat 1. I'm going to go down to Afreda in Pennsylvania and do Tour of Afreda. I got 34th, 9th, and 6th. I then did a pro race, and I got 62nd, 73rd. I went to Killington. I was 33rd and 24th. Granted, I did come in 7th. I think that was the time trial. I just did, I wasn't strong enough to race P1 big races and I didn't understand why because I was in my world of this is 2011 so I had I was in my third year of racing and my coach Jason was like dude these guys just have so many more miles than you like you just got to be patient and keep going after it and I didn't understand that because it was like but my FTPs increased 30 watts and I'm I feel stronger and you look different, but you are so new. Like I look back at this and I think of myself in 2011. It's like, I didn't know anything then. 
but you just keep going. And then I would maybe go to a medium level race, Saranac Lake, downtown Crick kind of drew people from uh, a lot of different areas. It would be a 40 man race. I won that crit and I was like, okay, that feels good. Then you go to a big race and you get smashed again. Then I'd go to Catskills, 16th, 44th, 33rd. I mean, granted there's 100 guys there, but still, nothing really to write home about except that always sent me home in August thinking, okay, I've got a whole winter to get my act together. I'm going to come back better and I'm going to try and shake things up. Then I went to Killington, 7th, 12th, 20th, 16th. But then I go to Whiteface, fourth. Okay? Nationals blasted, 42nd. There's 162 racers that year. That was crazy. But what this is, is, I mean, you can go back and look at these. People see the wins. People see us posting podium pictures. Like, we race a lot. It's a numbers game. There are a lot of L's in here. There are a lot of 50ths. There's a lot of 40ths. There's a lot of 60ths. There's a lot of 25ths. There's a lot of 33rds. Right? And you get back in the car, it's like, damn, what just happened? And then I got pretty burnt out. I was only racing. It had totally become my life. 2010, 11, 12, and 13, four years on the gas. And my team was splitting up a little bit. I didn't have people to travel to races to. And in 2014, I only did seven races. I did a bunch of local things. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to take a break. I just need to hit a reset button. I need to go ride. I need to like, re-love this. I felt like I was doing the same thing over again. And then it really wasn't until the next year we got some new dudes on the team. We squatted up. We started hitting up different races. Patrick was in Tennessee. We went down there and like it reignited this this spark. Went back to school and took a quick break and had been full gas like 2017, 18. 19 was a little light. Um, Did some big races. There was some more gravel stuff in there. Uh, It was the last year of DNA, and we just weren't all on the same page. But, you know, the reason I go through this is after four years, I thought, okay, I'm I'm at where I'm at. I've gotten as good as I can get, and I would absolutely stomp on the 2014 version of me. And that's why I haven't stopped. You know, keep finding ways to get better and keep zooming out and looking at how much better you've gotten You're going to look a little bit different. You're going to look a little bit more like an athlete. You're going to be more durable. You're going to have that effort at the end of a four-hour ride, at the end of a three-hour ride. And now that goes with if you're riding consistently. You know, somebody commented on the video on YouTube. They're like, holy cow, man. I'm realizing that how many years you've ridden 10,000 miles in a row. 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15. Then in 16, I started stepping it up. I went to 14,000, 16,000, 13,000, 15,000, 20,000 last year, and I'm at 15,000 this year. Like, it's I think it's even safe to say five years in the game, you're still a baby. Still just getting your feet wet. You're still just being able to handle the training. You know, in these first 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, I missed 10,000 by about 500 miles two to three times because of the winter and I didn't count trainer miles there was no Zwift indoor miles do not count I know everybody counts them now but that's just as uh I won't say soft that's just as bending the rules as you know it's super easy to, uh, I shouldn't say super easy it's much easier to get a cat one I'm not complaining I want more people in the races but it used to be freaking hard 
So I hope this, as this guy mentioned, that it's motivating to you. Like people get stuck and people think so early on. There are people that 18 months and they're like, I want to win like you win. I'm like, oh, thanks for the insult, man. If I could have done this in 18 months, why the hell am I still doing it? This many years later, like I really screwed something up. Just keep going. And the reason you're going to keep going is because you love the sport. If you're in the sport for the Palmares and the Kudos, you probably won't last that long. If you're in the sport because you love riding, because you love challenging yourself, because you love going after that KOM that you couldn't get three years ago and now you're now you're seventh in the top ten, maybe next year you get to fifth, you know, that race that you really want to just, just come and crush, it might not happen this year. It might be in two years. I mean... I'm still chasing nationals. I'm not giving up on that. And if I win that race, oof, that would be insane. But if I don't, I'm still loving the process of trying. I mean, every year that race is just like, okay, here we go again. Biggest race of the year. It's just really tough one to crack. Just can't have any minute we'll get on the podium. So this year, this off season, which really don't, it's not an off season, this pre-race season Communicate with yourself about what you want to accomplish. Have your goals, have a roadmap, understand where you're trying to go, and then be nimble as the racing starts. 2022, hopefully COVID's gone. Hopefully scheduling, planning, all that good stuff is back and feasible. Got to start getting after it. Don't have to be getting after it in a strict interval sense, but you need to be riding the bike, cleaning up the diet, sleeping well thinking positively that's how you're gonna crush it the end